From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 344, for the week of September 18th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willy, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, I take a look at the Candy Cane Inn and we celebrate Halloween time. All that plus this week's news, roundtable, rapid fire, and our Disboards Thread of the Week on this edition of the Dis Unplugged. Hello everyone. Hello. Hey, hey there. Hi there. Hello. Hello there. How was everyone's week? Hot. Hot. Yes. Extremely high. Um, it was what ninety seven yesterday. What did it end up being? One hundred and four today at Disneyland. Something like that. Yeah, one hundred and four yeah. at Disneyland. Yeah. Did you all know we record on Sunday, and it was just a whopper of a weekend. Thank you. That's well, that's that's a good word for it. Yeah. Instead of Dapper Day, it was Swelter Day. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. I I felt bad for all those people in there. Drencher Day. In their suits and ties and vests and long pants and. Just, they look nice though. September. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, we had a we had a nice nice time. Met up with some dizzers and some listeners, and had a couple drinks at the at the Hearthstone Lounge. So that was kind of cool. Hello to everyone who listens. Yes, who was there? Was it Matt? Was that right? Oh, I just know whoever, whoever I forgot his name, but the first whoever. thing was out of his mouth is, "I thought you were younger." Thank you. <laughs> Thank thanks thanks a lot for that. That was a little there was a little awkwardness there for a little bit until I pouted and then came back. <laughs> but yeah. You pouted, no. <laughs> no, he he had to drink to, yes, to get over it. Yeah, my one hard. But cider. it was nice seeing everybody. Yeah, it was. And they were all dressed up. It looked so nice. Next time I'll, I'll dress up. Yeah, it's just, it just too. I'll, I, February I'll dress up. Right. I was dressed in work clothes, so I think I was pretty kind you, of you dapper. Were, you were very dapper. I was dapper, right? but I wasn't yes. in the right time period. No. no. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um. Mickey's Halloween Party update. Halloween is now sold out, so that's three dates. At least the last time I checked, three dates sold out. Opening night, closing night, and gay days weekend. So 926, 103, and 1031 are all sold out for Mickey's Halloween Party. So if you are thinking of going on one of the other nights that are still available, you might want to buy those now. But I was kind of surprised that it waited this long for Halloween to sell out, but... It has finally. Um, any housekeeping? Yes. Boom. Tony, yes. Go ahead. Okay. Wow. So <laughs> I tried to join. Tony, do you have some housekeeping? Yes. I tried to join okay. you guys for, because uh, I'm going to forget because it happened two days ago. Yeah. So I tried to join you guys for Dapper Day and then left because it was crowded. It was and just crowded. Yeah. I was tired. It been a long week of work. And so I'm, okay, I'm just going to get something at La Brea Bakery to go. Because mm-hmm. we talked about And take it. Yeah. I'm like, great. Yeah. Okay. The sandwich was great. That it has nothing to do with that, but and Nancy, don't say anything. Don't say, oh, well, yeah. that's of course how. The, no, don't say anything. Here's my question: <laughs> What if I, I'm I, going I, up to a counter where I see to the right an open pizza kitchen, right, and I see a kitchen behind me, and I see a little refrigerated section of sandwiches, and then I look up and in chalk, all cute, written is a sandwich. Don't you assume they're making that sandwich for you? No? Am I just weird? 
So True. on the chalk, I'm like, look at the menu, and I'm thinking it's behind the counter. They're going to make me my sandwich. Okay, do am I wrong, or is that what you would think? Well, if there's a case No, Nancy, you cannot talk, because you're going to give some lame reason why it's okay. <laughs> I'm saying... Uh, I'm just thinking assume, Starbucks. I would assume they were making it. Thank you. However... But however, I do except, think you're weird, fact that I. Except that I, for the fact <laughs> that you, you saw the saw the refrigerated case of sandwiches. Okay, but no, I figured yeah. those are the refrigerated ones. Oh, no, the refrigerated case was in the line. So then I go to the counter okay. and I order ham and gruyere with arugula and um, balsamic onions. And I'm like, okay, ham and gruyere. I've never heard of it any other way but grilled, right? Not grilled, right. but like a like a ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah. And then it, like five minutes later – Okay, sir, your order's ready. I'm like, huh? Thinking they were going to – I'm like, how do you get it to me? Because I'm – you know, it's Friday and I'm not paying attention. And I'm getting my drink like, oh, no, no, we'll have it for you. And then here was the plastic-wrapped sandwich with a sticker on it. That bothered me. It was a very good sandwich, but why do I do this whole facade of like we're cooking it when I could have just grabbed it from the the refrigerator? Because for breakfast they make it. Do you, you understand? It was a stickered well, breakfast is in plastic wrap sandwich. Pre-made sandwich. For $13. It was that very good. Get, that you could get inside the parks. It was a great sandwich. Yeah. I'm not going to but lie. Did, but did they have a case full of sandwiches, you said? They did. But okay. So if they have a case full of sandwiches, why don't I just grab that sandwich and bring it up to the counter? I know I this is a first you. world problem. I'm aware of that. They, they, they probably would have asked you that if they wanted to be direct. They were probably thinking that. Okay, but then why have it on <laughs> a menu be behind nice. were, the kitchen? To... Did it say fresh made sandwiches? No, but it was like handwritten, cho- like, okay. I get what you're it's saying. It's the same thing. Okay, they're little like refrigerated cases, the same thing I'd see at an airport. They try, they're trying to make this a persona of a local sandwich shop. Thank you. Kitchen and, yeah, okay. That's what's bother- that what bothers me about is they kind of, I'm not saying that I didn't, that I got it wrong and they're, but I mean, I did get it wrong, but I think that they're portraying it with a pizza kitchen right there and a kitchen right behind where I know they make breakfast that these sandwiches are made. Plus you're not eating it. I mean, the La Brea bakery is a deli slash restaurant Mm -hmm. that you would expect to get the fresh food there because that's what they, I mean, I I know what you're talking about. They have the, uh, it was the best yeah, pre-wrap sandwich maybe I've ever had. I don't care, though. The little chalkboard menu behind the kitchen makes me think that I'm getting – and also I'm thinking ham and gruyere. It's grilled. I got all excited about the one that Tom and I had spied on at the sit-down place. So I'm thinking that's what I'm going to get. But then why have the refrigerated like – that's like the, the express link? Like, yes. Yeah, it's the same grab-and-go case where I could have got that same exact sandwich. That's the confusion. If they would have said, oh, no, sir, you get it over there, then I would have known. The counter service side is the grab-and-go side. Okay, yes, it is. Then why do you have a menu listed behind the kitchen, and they let, and then they got me my sandwich and my Miss Side of Greens or a mixed fruit? Maybe they made it special just for you because you're Tony's Yeah, whatever. But, you know, I do have to say, even though it was – it was more of an annoyance. Like, oh, okay, I was kind of disappointed. The sandwich was amazing. I'm not going to lie. Like the best sand, one of the the best pre wrap sandwich I've ever had, and then I realized the fruit versus the because um, I'm cheap, mixed greens or you can get mixed greens with it or fruit. I for, I didn't order, and then they gave me fruit, and I realized wait that's a lot of fruit, and I'm thinking 
because I never cut fruit ever because I'm lazy. So I'm thinking, well, if I go to the grocery store, that that fruit thing they just gave me probably going to cost me like four bucks. Mixed greens, I can get a whole bag for three. So the better deal, get the mixed fruit just financially. <laughs> I realized that I made some money off that deal. Tony is our budget guy. Yeah, but I was, I was just – I thought they kind of advertised it. I know that that's obviously what they do, but I think the chalkboarded menu up above makes me think that it's not – if you have a grab-and-go, then just have a grab-and-go. Do you understand, Mike? Whatever. First world problems. And then my yacht. Don't get me started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, they I'm raise, done. They raise your rent again on your space? Yes. Yeah. And you know what? When I say wax my yacht, I mean wax my yacht. I don't want to see buff my... Come on. There. I'm, I'm done. I'm sorry, I'll do better next yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said last time. I'm sorry. <laughs> One thing that we haven't mentioned is the the construction going on at the um, Main Street Camera Shop. It is closed right now. So yep. I noticed noticed the sign there. If there's if you need anything from the camera shop, if you want the prints or you have PhotoPass Plus issues or you got to pick that up. If you're not doing it at DCA, you need to go to the stroller uh, location out in the Esplanade before you get into the park to take care of your PhotoPass Plus. Or when you leave the park, go there to get your ride photos or, well, not our ride photos, your PhotoPass photos that you want to pick up. So I thought that's kind of something we should should mention. Um, any other housekeeping? Yes, Mary Jo and I have a ton of it. Well, give me half of that. Okay. Well, first off, we uh, to follow up on Mary Jo's commentary about Frozen going to FastPass, the Frozen World reception where you get to meet Anna and Elsa, and we talked. Uh, she talked uh, about um, you know getting there early. I got in at nine o'clock this morning with Lily, uh-huh. and they were already fast passing out. Around one fifty, I think, was the return time. That's so it's not a twenty bad. minute window. Okay. What time the park now, opened at Yeah, park opened at 8. Okay. But after I got through it, that's when the line really exploded. So the line to get fast passes really expanded from there. Okay. So just keep in mind, earlier the better. Okay. And, you know, one thing I didn't notice, and you could, you could tell me if they had it, Nancy. Yeah. Are there any signs that tell you to get a fast pass for Frozen? I was no. looking for that. It was kind of... They have him I, under the double envelopes. I, I mean, the double umbrellas, um, right, almost by the Pinocchio entrance. That's where your your line to get fast passes starts. Okay. So there's double umbrellas. They have a single umbrella where you're going to come into the queue with your fast pass. But the double umbrella, and it wraps around the little fence that makes up Pinocchio. Because it's, really, it's really misleading because you see this short line and... Right. And it took us about 30, 35 minutes to get through the line. Wow. Yeah. I just and saw them. He was explaining this lady was um, at, at the entrance of the line and they were explaining that she couldn't get in line to take a picture and she was really confused because she didn't know about the fast pass. Yeah. And I was just thinking yeah. if there was some kind of sign that, that tells people, you know, fast pass only... Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, it would 
hopefully cut down on some of the well, they're, confusion. They're still working right. out some of the kinks and working out how many Well, and there's a ton of cast members there. All that issue. Yeah. There were at least two fast pass, uh, two fast pass cast members manning the distribution. Mm-hmm. And yes, they will check every single park pass ticket when you come back. So you have to have all of your tickets for the people going in to see them initially, as well as um, at the return, you need everybody's park tickets yep. to com- to confirm and verify the fast passes you have. So that keeps people from uh, transferring them to other people. Yep. So that was um, the first one. The second one was we ate a bunch of food, um, hmm. holiday food. Well, and let's talk about holiday food on yes, the holiday show. We will. Okay, I'm cool. just teasing the holiday show <laughs> for people who listen to them in bunches. So we're going to talk about that. But Mary Jo and I made a point of eating some of the stuff. We also ate, um, I brought home a bunch of desserts from uh, Jolly Holiday's new bakery menu. Um, and we've tried those at home here. And also, um, you know that big character holiday party that... Um, um, they had done in Florida the villains soiree, right. the, the big ninety nine dollar party with the take home Maleficent dragon cup. Well, I know where you can get those dragon mm-hmm. cups, people, without paying that big yeah. price. So we'll tease that for the holiday show. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> Another thing that we noticed was in the in the candy shop on Main Street. They now sell beverages there. They had all kinds of Slurpees. They had uh, lemon flavored, raspberry, green apple, cherry, blueberry, as well as bottled water. And it's right um, behind, right by the piano the player. Piano player. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. So I hadn't noticed that before, but it sure was. It sure um, would be nice on a day like yeah, today. Yeah. You know, right now it's very refreshing. Very Lots cool. of sugar. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excellent. Thank you, Nancy. Um, any other housekeeping? I've got uh, two two very quick ones. Okay, go ahead, Mary Jo uh, Michael. Quick congratulations to Stephen Lim, who's going to be part of the Disneyland Candlelight Processional. Yay! He got the confirmation, so that's really nice. And David Avancino is going to be at the parks this coming weekend, and he has some new releases, as well as his popular 3D name plaques, and he'll be at the Disney Anna shop. Yay! Cool. Uh, Michael? All right. Well, there are some Disney-themed magazine articles out there that are just a perfect size for next to your bidet. And in in the current edition of the AARP, the magazine, there is a... Well, Nancy's very excited, and I know it's. Hey, next man! To I'm two day. years from me. I'm two years from the ARP, man. I'm I'm excited. Well, you hang on to this article. There's an article titled "The Mary Poppins Effect: How Disney's Nanny Changed Everything," and this article goes into how the effects that Walt Disney and the film producers and Imagineers um, made for Mary Poppins actually pioneered many of the effects we see today in films like Spider-Man, Transformers, and Avatar. So it's a really interesting short little article on the pioneering efforts of those filmmakers back in the early 60s. In September's The Costco Connection, I'm waiting for Nancy to cheer that one. I'm not a Costco member. Oh, okay. 
Well then, you can read Magic and Meaning, Disney's Alani's Resort Tells the Stories of Hawaii. This is a really interesting article about how the designers of Alani use uh, landscaping, architecture, um, the and the... Um, the, de- the decorating in order to convey the history and culture of Hawaii. And, and then it tells a little about the resort itself. So it's, um, very nice. Uh, you know, we've heard Pete talk a lot about Alani and some of the other members of our podcast team in, uh, on the Orlando show. So this is nice. And it, it also talks about some of the highlights of the resort and, and things that you can do there. So if anybody is interested in Alani or planning a trip there, that's an excellent article. And then in the September-October issue of Cruise Travel, um, the Cruise of the Month, and that, that's a feature they have in every edition. Um, this Cruise of the Month is the Western Caribbean on the Disney Fantasy. And this is the same itinerary as our podcast Cruise 5.0 this year. And so you can read about each of the ports. They give suggestions for some of the... Um, shore excursions, things you can do there. There's some really nice photos. It also then goes into talking about the Disney fantasy and some of the features of that ship and things that you can do. So if you've never been on the fantasy or thinking about going on the fantasy, uh, you know, the, um, you can learn a lot about the ship, but also you can learn a lot about, um, you know, get ideas for Podcast Cruise 5.0. And of course, then if you're not booked, contact your Dreams Unlimited um, <laughs> agent mm-hmm. to get on that cruise. Then they also have an article on, um, it's the cruise preview for Alaska 2015, which of course is our Disc Cruise 2.0. <laughs> and Ooh, what this is, though, nice it plugs, Michael. I know. Thank you. And, um, and, what really what this article is before you get too excited if they always do this every year for alaska it's their first and they'll do a whole series of alaska articles um this one just tells what every cruise line is doing this year for um for, for their alaska itineraries but they do mention royal caribbean which is of course the cruise line that is for this cruise 2.0 they talk about the ships that are going there and, and the different cruises and all that it's very brief though for royal caribbean it's like a paragraph for every cruise lines so so i wouldn't run right out and grab it if you're trying to learn a little more about alaska you know, but if you want to learn more about Western Caribbean itinerary and a Disney fantasy, this is definitely a good uh, art, a good magazine to get. Very cool. Thank you, Michael. Any other housekeeping? Uh, Michael mentioned Podcast Cruise 5.0. That's November 30th, 2014. As you said, it's a Western Caribbean on the Disney Magic. Also, the uh, Royal Caribbean Alaska Cruise with the Disney Dreams Unlimited Travel. That's June 12th of 2015. Um, both of those, if you want information, we'll have links in the show notes. Or you can contact Tracy Heinrichs at Dreams Unlimited Travel. That's T-R-A-C-E-Y-H at DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com for information on either of those awesome upcoming cruises. Um, uh, want to mention the Arizona meet? We need your support. Uh, we've got to make a decision on this meet in the next few days, so... Um, the attendance so far has been a little light and we need we need it to pick up a little bit so be sure i will make sure put a link in the show notes uh sign up we're gonna have a great time trip to the grand canyon 
We're going to meet at Dave & Buster's. I've, I've never been to Dave & Buster's, so I'm kind of excited about that. So that's the Friday night um, a dinner mixer at Dave & Buster's, and then we'll have uh, afternoon meet on Saturday. Uh, we'll have lots of fundraisers, baskets, and auctions, and things like that there. And all your podcast, your Disneyland podcast team will be there to say hello and chat with you and sign your autograph, sign 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 your memorabilia to make it less valuable. <laughs> because that's what we do. Um, so we're, we're excited for that, and so we we hope you can show up and support us and and raise lots of money for Give Kids the World, which is the main point of this whole thing. Please, guys, try really, really hard. If you if you think you can come, you know, let the folks in in Arizona know. Um, one week, come on, we can do it. We can get more people over the next day or two so that they can make an appropriate decision on on what to do. But please, we want to come fun, have fun with you, and and do such a worthwhile fundraising effort. It's it's for the children. There you go. It is for the children. Not to mention that Tom is a child at heart. But Speaking of Give Kids the World, Mary Jo is famous. <laughs> well, ah, you're talking about you're talking about that real cool picture yeah. that came out in their newsletter, yeah, right? A little magazine that Yay. they send out to fundraisers. There's an yes. article about, uh, about coasting for kids, and there's a nice picture of the Jaguar with Mary Jo and uh, Mr. Tony Spatel and my wife. Eric. And Eric, oh, nice. and Eric and Dave. Yep. So lots, of, lots of faces we recognize, but mm-hmm. yeah, Tony and Tony and Mary Jo are in there. So it's you'll be cool. copying that, and you'll we'll be, be autographing that. it. Well, yeah. I'm going to go the whole Walt thing, and I'm just going to have copies pre-signed, pre-signed, so I can just them out. <laughs> I finally saw that movie. Yeah, that's how I found it. Yeah, I finally saw yeah. it too. I have to yeah. tell you, no, I don't, but I'm going to. It's going to. I. So on the airplane. I got upgraded. We'll just leave it at that. And so um, I got upgraded, and then so I could just watch free movies. I'm all excited. So I couldn't get to. I'm like, okay, I'll start watching. Oh, Save Mr. Banks, free, great. We're gonna now begin our descent. Right as she gets on, he gets on the. Um, he gets with her on the. Um, he gets with carousel. Yeah, That's did, a different oh, movie. Was that? Oh, ooh. Was that, was that Mr. Banks? Mr. Skank. Oh, sorry. Anyways, no. And when he, when the two characters proceeded to ride on the carousel, and then mm-hmm. it, it, bla- it bla- like the then the movie was over because they were going below ten thousand feet. Oh, and I couldn't find it on iTunes unless I bought it. I couldn't rent it on. It wasn't on Netflix. It was nowhere. And I had to wait like three weeks until it finally came on Stars for me to finish. That's a great movie. Aww. Yeah, that's a good. That's it is true. a really good movie. Stars. Yeah, we Wait. sat down there. There's a family the other night and watched it. So it was kind of cool. Wow, did you have to one-up me? Feeling so like, yeah, you're by yourself. We sat down as a family <laughs> and Sorry. saw it. Thanks, Tom. No, no, no worries. <laughs> uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast at www.info.com. You can also email us individually with our first names at www.info.com, and we will be sure to answer you. Uh, Links to anything we talk about during the show you can find at disunplug.com. Also, we have a review this week of a, of a hotel, so we will have pictures in there. And also a link to the blog with additional pictures. So use that as a resource, disunplug.com, and click on the particular show you're listening to, and we will have lots of extra info there for you. Um, if nothing else in housekeeping, let's head over to Tony with the news. 
fire. Yay, fire. Oh, wait, no. Boom. No, fire at Colossus. We just talked about bum, it. Bum, bum. Yes. Wayne just sang its praises. Yes. Okay, so a fire broke out on the recently closed Colossus. The blaze was reported just after 1.30 p.m. on an un- unnamed day, <laughs> but was quickly extinguished with no injuries. The ride closed last month after 36 years and is to be replaced by a hybrid wood steel ride called Twisted Colossus set to open next year. Fortunately, the fire, mi- the fire that damaged the Colossus roller coaster at Six Flags will not delay the reopening of this iconic attraction oh, next good. spring, theme park officials said. It will have no impact whatsoever on the timing. That kind of concerns me. Like, maybe <laughs> Especially like that was since part some of, of it. Some of it. Well, fell that was off. probably part of it. They had to rip off anyway. So, but shouldn't it have some impact on the timing? Like, no good. We got the fire. We're right on schedule. Well, it was done by welders. Yeah. Yes, I know. So, I'm just saying chronologically, they you, couldn't you have they written would in take a couple days off. Of yeah, now. it will have no impact. It obviously had some impact because they had to stop welding for a second to put the fire out. I'm just being literal this with this. For a overtime. second. Yeah. <laughs> The giant coaster, once the world's tallest and fastest wooden coaster, was shut down August 17th so workers could overhaul the ride with new steep banks, rolls, and spirals. On steel tracks, the 36-year-old 30, ride will reopen as what? Twisted Colossus Thank on you. fire. Yeah, they should have it. Um, <laughs> but during the work to remove Flaming the old tracks, <laughs> a welder's torch sparked a fire at the top of the lift hill, causing a portion of the tracks to collapse. Workers were scheduled to inspect the damage to evaluate the repairs needed afterwards. Idaho-based Rocky Mountain Construction has been hired to co- to convert covert no convert convert has to be well. Convert. There's a dang typo. I was like covert. Wait, it's hidden. They're gonna secretly it change t- it. It was your typo, right? Oh yes, because I do. I mean, I was on scene. Yes, and I had my little pad and I had the hat yeah. with the little mm-hmm. press yes. thing in the corner. Uh, has been hired to convert the coaster, but Carpenter said she wasn't sure whose employees were working on the coaster. <laughs> nice. Um, no injuries were reported the from place. the fire. Well, yes. and and they've they've gone to to winter hours, so they're they're closed during the week anyway. So there was there, there was no guests or anything in the area. So, so that's that's good. Yeah. Okay. It and looks uh, funny though from the road. I, I passed by it, and it's like there's a big old. Chunk. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, when I saw the picture, it was pretty cool. Well, when I was on scene. Did you take pictures? Well, I mean. No, I, yeah. from a moving vehicle, yes. Well, pull off to the side. I think it's important well, I had a for lunch research date. purposes. I had a lunch date with Mary Jo, so I couldn't. <laughs> it's not like you don't talk uh, so dry. Shh. on the extincte and driving a. No, it's illegal. <laughs> now we're going to get the explicit tag because we're talking about an illegal thing. Yes, Tish, exactly. that's French. Closed. <laughs> In our next story, and it's huge news, huge, like breaking, closed in 2011 and unable to rebuild, Wild Rivers eyes the Great Park again. And I can talk to you about that Great Park. Let me read read the article. The backers of a Wild Rivers water park location in Orange County have shifted their sites from a 17-acre spot near the Great Park to, again, a spot anywhere inside it. Mike Riddell, president of Wild Rivers, which was open for 27 years in Irvine off the Interstate 405 before it closed in 2011, said he recently sent a letter of interest to the city inquiring about the availability of Great Park land. 
Three years ago, Rydell had approached Great Park officials but was told to ask the county about its land just south of the park since development there might move at a quicker pace. He had brokered a deal with the county that gave him exclusive rights to 17 of 100 acres of county land. But when the first $3 million installment of rent came due last year, he couldn't muster the finances and the agreement was terminated. With what he decided described as solid financing now, he returned to the county but was told by staff and a supervisor that a water park no longer fit into their plan for the 100 acres. The county encouraged him to reach out to the Great Park again. In the past three years, though, much has changed at the Great Park. Tony Spatel has moved near it. I just added that. It's true. Um, And we'll talk about how great in air quotes it is. The city agreed to let developer Five Point Communities build out 688 acres with a sports park, golf course, and trails, leaving a few hundred acres undeveloped. The city also recently agreed to offer up to 100 acres to the state to build a veteran's cemetery. Plus, the Great Park's operations have now been folded into the city of Irvine's. Radell cautions that he's still at the if stage, noting that he hasn't actually spoken to anyone with the city or the Great Park about the prospect of locating his water park there. Okay. Ooh, you might, you might that's want to, important. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to say, hey, I'm building a water park next to Disneyland. Hey, that's me, Tony. I'm going to build one. I haven't spoken to anybody about it, but I'm going to just say it. It certainly makes sense, he said. I could kick a soccer ball from the county property to the city property. He says he has a term sheet from his lender written up for an Orange County water park project. Now he needs the land. They love the Great Park site, Raydell said, adding that if a water park were to be approved there, he wouldn't look at opening it any sooner than summer 2016, a timeline he said his lender is okay with too. Two months ago, Kieran Hopkins International joined Rydell's team, bringing his project important financing and credibility, he said. Backers of the company are primarily Chinese investors. Rydell said the company wants to build multiple water parks. Rydell and his business partners are moving forward with a water park plan in Temecula in southwest Riverside County. Last month, the city council there approved an exclusive negotiating agreement with the water park backers to come to terms on 20 acres of land, according to a story in the Press Enterprise. Rydell first attempted to build a park there in 2012, but financing fell through. The Great Park is nothing great. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know why. They, I thought Great Park was like, woo, this is going to be Balboa Park of Orange County. And I drove through it and I was like, really? This is the Great Park? Maybe because they're not done. Just a big park, right? It's just, it? it's just a like, it really is just like, I drove through and I went, okay, I'm missing something. Like I was kind of, kind of like I felt with the uh, menu. I was that upset because <laughs> it's actually literally like down the street from where I live now. And it's nothing, there's nothing there. So maybe Maybe they should put a water park there. Maybe they should. I know a guy who wants to next next to the cemetery for veterans. Yeah, wild. Well, and it doesn't really fit in a great park. Like if it's, I don't get it. Because wouldn't you want like food near it? And because it used to be just kind of like in a business parkish area of Irvine, and it was a great little water park. park. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, and when is when is um, Great Wolf Lodge opening? Soon. That's going to be quicker than yeah. That's 16, the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that one. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. That's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fires. Let's start with Michael. In the autumn of 1964, as Walt Disney, 
It's time for got to prepare for this. It's time for a story, boys and girls. In the autumn of 1964, as Walt Disney set about laying the groundwork for Disneyland's Haunted Mansion, a pair of ingenious Imagineers named Rolly Crump and Yale Gracie conceived of a phantasmagorical concept, the Museum of the Weird. In s- Yay! Yes, Nancy's featured in there. That's why she's cheering. Inspired by both the paranormal plans of the Haunted Mansion and the European tradition of the Cabinet of Curiosities, the museum was to play host to an abundance of otherworldly oddities. Crump's fanciful concept art lived up to the Imagineering name. A lizard with bells on its tail, two-headed dragons, a chair that stood up and talked to guests. Gracie said about engineering many of Crump's designs, and the museum was to be a spill area, an antechamber where guests awaited the beginning of the ride. But the plan sort of was abandoned along the way, um, especially with the development of the Omnimover system, and the museum was never to be. A number of concepts made it into the museum in some form. Um, the disappearing and reappearing spooks, the chair with a face, Madame Leota's cart, and the famous wallpaper. From now through September 28th, the Creature Features Emporium, which is one of the film and TV industry's most comprehensive resources of science fiction, fantasy, and horror memorabilia, revisits this long-lingering concept with a group tribute show show showcasing artwork from over 50 artists paying tribute to Crump and Gracie's original visions. Some of the artists are from the Disney community, including Kevin Kidney and Jody Daly. Um, Rolly Crump will be displaying original art from his own private Museum of the Weird collection. So if you want to see what Rolly's Crump and Yale Gracie's concepts were for the Museum of the Weird, you can go to Creature Features, and it's located at 2904 West Magnolia Boulevard in Burbank, California. The phone number is 818-842-8665. We will have a link to the Creature Features website and the Museum of the Weird Facebook page. It is for their opening day, but what it has is a list of all the artists that are represented. Um, and there you can find more information on these two sites about the exhibit. But it sounds really cool. I have been to Creature Features a couple times now because it is literally up the street from our house. So and when you're so, done at this museum, just walk literally up the street, <laughs> bang on the door. And Nancy they will do, welcome you in. It's an amazing little place, and they have a great little exhibit hall. It's not huge, but it's a great little exhibit hall, and they run um, quite a lot of creative exhibits. They just finished one on the Creature of the Black Lagoon, and now they're doing this one, and it's I'm excited. It's a fun little place to go. My daughter loves it. Yeah, and I was looking on their website. It looks like they have a lot of special events surrounding yes. science fiction and classic horror films, uh, you know, and, and things like that. So they have they have quite a few events there, and they also have it looks like a, a pretty nice gift shop. There, they have tons and tons of cases lining the whole. Um, in fact, you're going to walk through their sales floor in order to get into their exhibit hall. But it's great. It, I just can't say enough good things. The people there are really helpful. They love 
you know, questions. They have a lot of fun Disney stuff. Yeah. Kevin Kidney and Jody Daly built um, Rolly, you know, Rolly Crump built the Tower of the Four Winds for the World's Fair's version of It's a Small World. Well, he mm-hmm. built um, the Tower of the Weird, which was made out of like bones and skeletons and all of that. What that was for the Museum of the Weird based on the Tower of the Four Winds. So Kevin Kidney and Jody Daly have made a 10 foot model of it. And that's sort of the centerpiece of this exhibit. Neat. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Mary Jo. Well, Trader Sam's located at the Disneyland Hotel, for those of you who don't know where it's at, which is probably like two people. We'll be hosting the Halloween Luau for just one day on September 29th. This party will include beverages, of course, food, live music, and insider information with Imagineers and Disney cast members. Guests will also receive a special edition glass that will only be available at the event. The Zombie Souvenir Glass, um, which is the second edition, will also be available for purchase at the event before it's available to the public, which will be the next day. This is a ticketed event with only 100 guests per seating. Each party will last an hour, and guests can choose either the 3 to 4 p.m., 4.30 to 5.30 p.m., um, or the 6 to 7 p.m. I, they have another one, 7.30 to 8.30. I think that one's already sold out. So if you can go earlier in the evening, and I have a feeling 6 to 7 is going to sell out quickly too. There will be appetizers at the outside patio, and each guest will get two drink tickets for beer, wine, a zombie drink, or Polynesian punch. Once inside, you will get live entertainment, and Walt Imagineering will provide a ticky presentation. You will also be able to meet some Disney concept artists and other guests. At the end of the party, each guest will get a Jungle River Cruise Expedition bag that will include a Trader Sam Panama hat, a box special edition Mulhalloween Luau glass, and it, this glass will be stamped with the date, a Trader Sam print on canvas, and a coupon good for 20% off at the Tangaroa Terrace, which is located next door. Guests can also purchase up to two additional second edition zombie souvenir glasses. This particular party is $125 per person, and to reserve, you can call the Dine number, which is 714-781-DINE, or 781-3463. We'll have a link in our show notes if you'd like to, those lo- those of you who will be in the area that would like to go. Very cool. Sounds like fun. I know. It does. I'm, I'm, I'm highly thinking, usually it, the uh, dine number opens up at 7 in the morning, so <laughs> I may be calling them. I, the cup looks great. Yeah. Doesn't it, though? I, I want to hear what the, I want to hear what insider information they might tell us. D twenty three is not until twenty fifteen for mm-hmm. us. So, so all right, thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. Uh, Disneyland Resort has confirmed the dates for the holidays at the Disneyland Resort: uh, November thirteenth, which is what we expected, through of course January sixth. They also confirmed confirmed, not surprisingly, that World of Color Winter Dreams will be back. As will, a little surprisingly, uh, the Viva Navidad celebration, which was, I think we all agreed, was a kind of cool addition. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it was really Heck good. Yeah. One of their best um, street festivals, I thought, yeah. dances. Yeah. And, of course, the Winter Village, village I'm using quotation marks, will be back, as well as Frolo- uh, Olaf's Frozen Ice Rink will be back in downtown Disney. And, of course, your regular Disneyland Park features the Christmas Fantasy, Small World Holiday, the uh, Castle 
castle lighting with the with the icicles and of course the believe in holiday magic fireworks spectacular uh the one thing that wasn't mentioned is jingle cruise so we will have to just wait and see on that um, yeah, somebody was asking questions about that on the blog and waiting for uh, Tom Skaggs to say something. Uh, I heard they are doing it in the Magic Kingdom at Disney World. I thought I read that somewhere. Hmm. I can't okay. see them not doing it at Disneyland. I'd, I'd be it really It was very surprised. popular. Yeah, well, yeah, it was, but it wasn't done all that well. Mm. I liked the free poster. That was the it best part. Stopped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hasn't stopped Disney from doing things again that weren't done very well before. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> um, also mentioned Viva Navidad includes Three Kings Day, which is the last three days of, counting on my fingers, the last three days of of, hall- of the holiday season. So January 4th. Right, because uh, the the uh, official uh, uh, Kings days. Day is is January 6th. Okay, cool. so. So, yeah, 4th, 5th, and 6th will be Three Kings Day, celebrated mm-hmm. also at Viva Navidad. So that's very cool. Um, Viva. Exciting. All right, uh, Nancy. Okay. I have two that are timely. So very timely. Okay. Can I? We'll Please, see. That'll be quick. We'll okay. We'll, I like so how we'll, she asked, like you can we'll tell her We'll let the editor no. decide. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one is only lasts until um, October 6th to take advantage of it. I mean, I'm sorry, October 26th to take advantage of it. And that is five days for the price of one resort hopper ticket at Legoland. Okay. You get five consecutive days of admission to Legoland Sea Life Aquarium and Legoland Water Park for $107 for ages 13 and up. And then for ages 3 to 12, um, $97. And all visits must occur within five days of the first visit. Ticket expires on 8-26-2014. That holy bricks, Batman, is a is a really, really extremely good deal. $107 for five days of admission. So but would you want to go for that many days? You know, it depends. Do you have little kids? Do you... I mean, there are the brick-or-treat parties that are coming up this, uh, coming up during the month of October. So that's when you consider all of the really cool extras that are going on. You know, that's yeah. pretty... That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, I would think that... Um, that, you know, there's somebody out there who that could be useful for. Okay. And what was your other timely rapid fire? And my other really timely rapid fire <laughs> is it is gingerbread time again at Ralph Brennan's. And Saturday, October 25th and Sunday, October 26th um, from 12 to 2 are their haunted gingerbread events. And tickets are available online starting September 29th. And these will sell out, like, within the first couple days. Now, they, they've mentioned their December ones for the, holi- the, the winter holidays, but um, visit our blog. Tom, can you put a link to the old blog on uh, doing the Halloween gingerbread um, I event? think it's, it shows up in our, if, if you go to the events 
side. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's a link to, and there's always, I always put the information at least for the, the Halloween one there, so. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would recommend taking extra bags of candy if you want to spiff up your Halloween um, gingerbread kit. Lots of extra candy corn and things like that. Um, $48 per gingerbread kit plus tax and online service fees. Um, that includes two seats, and those two seats do get um, beverages. Additional seats may be purchased for $12 per seat to work on the same kit. So in other words, if you have, you know, more than one child or more than one friend that would like to help you, buy an additional seat. Refund 72-hour notice and advance payment by credit card required. And that is at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. Very cool. I did that last year with my nephews, and they were at the time, I believe, 11 and 13. And they actually enjoyed it more than they thought that they nice. would. And my my 11-year-old nephew made me laugh because um, I told them, I said, okay, because they live in San Diego, and I told them, okay, boys, we can box this up to take home. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, I'm going to eat mine because if I take it at home, I know my mom won't let me eat it. Mm. So he just, he proceeded to eat his gingerbread house. <laughs> I just started funny. laughing. Yeah. Because <laughs> he knew his mom was going to subject him. It but, is but super we did, fun we no did, matter what age. We, you had uh, recommended, Nancy, that we take extras, um, the little candies, et cetera, and the decorations. So we took some. Some people really went out with theirs, and their houses looked so nice. And the people who didn't have them uh, really wish that they had. Because the, the basic house is, is nice, but when you can add to it, and it, it doesn't look you like can really... Or- Yes, it's not just plain frosting with minimal candy, with minimal candy decorations. Because, I mean, the kits come with the basics, but if you bring, like, your extra candy corn, you can do little, or, you know, extra whatevers. You can do little fences, you can do gummy giant spiders on it, you can take licorice to do webs and things like that. We we got the uh, little cupcake cupcake, uh, decorations to... That you can buy in the Halloween section, we took those, and yeah, Tommy, I get what you're talking about. It's by the, by the uh, cheapest house in the best neighborhood. <laughs> there you right? go. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have a Legoland question. I was reading. Yes. I was reading somewhere. I don't know where that Legoland Florida is, has introducing its first walk around characters, and it's the hero and a couple characters from the Lego film. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do they have those characters at our Legoland? They do, as a matter of fact. You can meet and greet both Emmett and Wildstyle. Um, you can also meet and greet uh, the Lego Friends girls. You can meet and greet... Um, oh, what's his name? I'm trying to remember name? who it was that was when we were leaving that he was he was mobbed by the kids. It was so cute. It wasn't... Um, it was when you were shopping for your birthday. Yeah, it could have been. I don't know. Let's see. Emmett's over by the Lego Experience, which is going away soon, by the way. Um, the Lego I, I think the experience. answer to your question, Michael, is yes. Okay. Just curious. <laughs> I think there's a couple of Chima characters that can be met. You know, like the lion and, and that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and then there's one other, like, famed little Lego guy. So there's, and so there's some generic Lego guys, too. Yeah, you just take the hat off mm-hmm. and it's a different person. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, thank you, Nancy. Tony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, some San Diego stuff. 
but it's a really good one. Where is that? Uh-huh. <laughs> Just down the highway. Okay. Never heard of San October. Diego. So we're uh-huh. plenty of time. October. Kids are free in October. And I think I mentioned this last year, but it even gets better than that. So first, let me tell you what kids can do free in October. All of the museums, kids are free. There's 100 plus wow. kids free deals. Oh, if you nice. go to San Diego.org, you'll find it. But um, like the Midway Museum is free for kids in October. Wow. Um, the Aquarium at Scripps, the San Diego Museum of Art, Botanic Garden, Air and Space Museum, Museum of Mu- Making Music. Basically, any museum in San Diego, it's free for the kids. Let me see if I can give you a little bit of a list of more. Let's see. There we go. Wow. Like everything. The Barona Cultural Center and Museum. Okay. Cabrillo National Monument. California Surf Museum. Cool. Dude. Yeah, dude. Tons of museums, all of them. Free. Model Railroad Museum. Natural History Museum. New Children's Museum. Blah, blah, blah. All those. Okay, so they get that free. But also... It includes Amtrak, so if you can ride to San Diego with Amtrak, one adult, and you get the kids purchase free. Wow. So that's kind of a big deal. So during October, it says kids stay, eat, and play for free throughout San Diego. I don't know where you would actually use, pay extra, yeah, extra pay for that. But um, on the Pacific Surf, Surf Liner, one child ages 2 through 15 rides free with each adult rare – a rail fare purchased and normally i don't remember because i've gone to chargers games with andrew i have to pay full price mm. so kids yeah. are usually half, half, usually price? half price half price oh, me, yeah, okay. Half okay. Price. so anyways now it's zero price full full for um free so you can travel to and from uh, oceanside old town san diego san diego downtown station from san luis obispo santa barbara ventura los angeles orange county and points in between so if you're coming to disneyland you can go on the train with your kids if you it's two and two. Your kids are free. From October 1st to October 31st, you need to buy with all Amtrak purchases, and Tom should know this, to get a discount, you need a three-day advanced reservation. Yep. yep. But I wanted to let you know that you can do that. That's very cool. So, yeah, if you go to San Diego.org, you can find all of the other free freebies, but I wanted to really tell you about the museums and then, more importantly, the train. So even if you didn't use the San Diego piece... I think you could still go. I'm guessing you could still go north. And I'm going to put a link in our show notes that to that segment you did about doing San Diego without a vehicle. Okay. And you talked about taking the train down there and taking the was it trolley or the or connecting to some yes. other kind of transportation in San Diego to get around. So that's very cool. All right. Thanks, Tony. Um, that will do it for Rapid Fire. It is time for our Thread of the Week. Mary Jo. This week our thread comes from Gold Rings, who's been on the disc since 2011. And Gold Rings writes, Tips and tricks from keeping kids happy and entertained in lines. And writes, What do you typically do to avoid the I'm bored from your kids during the waits and lines as much as possible? I'll use FastPass wherever we can, but I know that they're going to want to do some rides that we won't have a choice but to wait. Like, for instance, I know my five-year-old Cars fanatic isn't going to be happy with just riding Radiator Springs one time. <laughs> Thanks. So I thought I'd go around California and ask you guys, since we all have either have children, had children, have grandchildren, what do you guys do to keep your young ones entertained in line? So I'll start with Nancy. Oh, my gosh. 
Start with someone else. My children have a long way to go. So you so you suffer because you don't have any plan. Oh no! To keep my kids in in line, keep my kids active and busy in line. Um, Besides yelling at them to get off the ropes, um, no. Sometimes we do. um, Sometimes we do. You know, general games or talk or. you know, just have that time to bond with them during the day. Um, sometimes we'll hand them our phones and say here, <laughs> or a tablet and say here. Um, sometimes we'll take pictures of the, you know, just be silly and take pictures of us all doing things. Like, well, heck, today we kept Lily entertained by uh, taking silly pictures in the queue of... Um, oh, we took so many selfies. Oh, yeah. Selfies are, are crazy and great for that. Now, where was I that I was in line with, and I wish my phone had not run out of battery because I wrote down the name of the game and the, the app that these people were using. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple apps out there that you can play games in the parks. But and It's kind of a, it's a game kind of like um, head, it, you know, headbands? Mm-hmm. Anybody else besides Tom familiar with headbands? You mean the game? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have the Disney version. Okay. So it's something similar like that, but it's an app that you hold your phone up to your head. <laughs> oh, I'm going to look oh, for that. Oh, I have that app. You're, the one where you, you try to guess what it is, like charades? Yeah, yeah kind of. What Do you remember? What's the name of it, Mary Jo? Let me see, because I play that with my nephews, and they love that game. Anyway, yeah, phones, electronics are, are, yeah. A good, are a good solution, but, I mean, some parents don't want electronics. Right. So. Right. Actually, it's called charades, the one that I play. Oh, see, the, the, this was a different, this was a totally different one. If I can remember what app it is, I'll put it in with Tom. Um, sometimes we talk about, you know, the movies for the rides. Um. If something's changed and I'm not sure how the kids are going to adapt to it, I'll talk to them about that. Sometimes we'll just talk. Oh, God, this is me, you know, 90% of the time when I'm by myself is I'll just be chatting she, with talk people to around me. <laughs> no, I can have a conversation with anybody in any queue no matter what. Okay, but we're talking for the... But for it wasn't about well, how you keep yourself entertained. <laughs> no, but kid, I find that my children will do that occasionally too with other kids in the line. Yeah, that's that's if a good there's one. two families right next to each other, the kids will often end up talking and playing. Yeah, as you go through the line. What about picking up one of the like a hidden Mickey's book, or they have a couple other different. Hidden, hidden secrets of, of Disneyland where you can look for things in the queue or plan to look for things in the rides. Those are always fun. Those are fun. Michael, what do you do with your granddaughter? Well, I'll say, well, sweetheart, you know, in the autumn of 1964. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we do a lot of what Nancy talked about. We do, you know, we talk and play games and things like that. And, um, but now that she's getting a little older, she's really noticing the details. Uh, uh, yes. I thought you were talking for a second in, about Nancy. <laughs> and, and what's in the queue and things Thanks. like that. So, um, so I am now starting to point out all the little details of the rides or when we're walking down 
the street. And I'm starting to tell her a little about what's, you know, who Walt Disney is. She's still trying to muddle through how he can be the father of a mouse because he was a human and Mrs. Disney's a human. And that was like a big topic of conversation <laughs> on our last trip. But Mickey's a mouse. And so, um, but we're starting to get into a little more of like the stories behind the attractions and, and things like that. So, um, so that's how we keep her entertained. We have used, as Tom said, uh, Carol ha- will bring the hidden Mickey books and there's little games and things in those books as well. And we'll use those. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. Tom, what about you? When think about when Wes was younger, especially, or even now he's, how do you keep him entertained when and, you have to stand in yeah, line? I mean, just conversation. Uh, we don't typically. Wes doesn't need. He just talks. Yeah, he just talks. You, you, you <laughs> ask him a question, he goes on for a five-minute soliloquy. Um, we'll ask him, do you want to bring your iPad? He's like, no, I'm good. It's like, okay, are you, cool. you, are you sure? That means I have to talk to you, but yeah. Okay. And Tony, what about you? Um, I can't really think of anything because that's kind of what um did with andrew but um i know that one game he used to like to play was um like you know when you do like um a is for apple b is for whatever and do it Mm -hmm. with just like disney stuff like okay only at disneyland or only at california adventure or things like that that's all and if you can get him involved yeah that would be also planning where we're gonna eat next yes really food a lot next yeah We've done things, especially in the beginning of the day, where we take the map and the kids pick out what rides they want to go on. And we we kind of um, what I used to do is give them the the option. Okay, you pick the you pick the ride that you want to go on, and we're going to make sure we do it for the day. And that would get them really engaged in that. Um, and we used to also play um, I Spy a lot, where I would yeah. say I Spy a lady wearing a yellow hat. And they would have to find the lady with the yellow hat, you know, or we would pay 20 questions a lot. Um, and we would make up stories about nice stories, but we would make up stories about the people that we were. Um, <laughs> I do that too, <laughs> but not nice stories. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and, and that, that pretty much kept us entertained. We, I didn't have much trouble keeping the kids entertained when we were standing in line. How about, how Just, about our dizzers? Do they have anything exciting? That we missed? Yeah, they had some really, really good um, suggestions. Um, CM Peter put, my daughter's a little older, but we like to play Heads Up, which is Nap. And there's multiple decks you can play with, some geared towards younger children. And um, you have to know how to read or have a teammate that can read the questions to them. And then they have one that has animals for the younger kids. And they also do a trivia game with the move from the movies for the kids. Um, because they say that that one's fun because if they get stuck, sometimes other people in line will also join in and help give clues. And you know how people like to do that, especially with children and everything. So I thought that was a really good one. Um, they also talked about hidden Mickeys. Um, one was the, uh, the rock, paper, scissors game or the hand slapping game, which we used to always play the hand slapping yeah. game when we were. We play rock, paper, scissors with our girls a lot. Yeah. And then there's one that I thought was pretty cool. This came from, um, let me see who, I want to make sure I get the right person. Oh, this is CM Peter who also does this. Um, what they do is they bring a, a bag of change and they'll hide coins where other children will find them. 
And what they typically do when they say hi, they just place them at the level, eye level of a small child, like on top of a post or on rocks or something like that so that people can find the coins. So I thought that was kind of, kind of fun. And some of the things that people were saying don't do, it was almost kind of unanimous of not to um, bring bubbles for their children. Because <laughs> <laughs> they say that, you know, bubbles get on glasses, they spill it, it makes the line Here, slippery, play with this cetera, lightsaber in line. Yeah. yeah. And I remember when, uh, what did I do is I gave um, Webmaster Leah when she and, and Dave, her husband, they they went out to dinner and I watched their kids. I bought them guns that blew nice. bubbles, so I'm sure the yes. people loved us. <laughs> oh, I bought that for Lexi. Yeah, those are great. The bubble guns. I like yeah. them. I love those. Once they break, though, man. But you know what the big thing on those things is? Is you better save the bubble bottle you got with the with the gun initially because all the refills are the di- are a different size bottle. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Then and make so you have to there. save that bottle or else you're going to be screwed. And then um, one more that I'll say is um, I think it's Museum J. Museum J writes uh, she keeps finger puppets and pipe cleaners to make necklaces. And I thought that was pretty cool to, to keep like some crafts in your purse or fanny pack if you're cool like me and put, have little things in there so that the kids can make things. Then they could wear them little, you know, those little rubber band bracelets, etc. So I thought that was a kind of a neat idea. Oh, you know what we and do? Some... Oh, I'm sorry, Major, but you know what oh, we no, do at ahead. night? Because, you know, when we're waiting for the fireworks, because that is a must see for our granddaughter. We cannot miss fireworks. We go to Party City and get the packs of those little glow sticks. And then yep. we work with her and she makes necklaces out of them and bracelets and things like that. And that's a it, nice. It keeps her entertained while we're waiting and they light up and they're a whole lot cheaper than the glowy things they sell in the park oh yeah, yeah. We've, d- we've done that as well and we'll give those to kids who are sitting around us right too. yeah we've done we'll that. have like two or three two or three packages of them in the thing in our bag so and you could also use them as night lights in the hotel or something in the bathroom oh that's cool Oh, that's by the way, cool. the app men- Mary Jo mentioned, Heads Up, that's the one that I was talking about in my oh, cool. comments. Okay. So, yes, so there's more than one vote for Heads Up, it looks like. Okay, well, if you have more ideas or you'd like to read the ideas that other Dizzers have posted, go to our show notes on disunplug.com and Tom will have them in- will have them there. The link. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That was choppy. That's that's okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, everyone. That is going to do it for this segment of The Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. You know the real answer to that question? We're pass holders. We don't wait in line. <laughs> <laughs>